is time. Break is ready. Let's go. My name is Chris DeBacker. I am your host, and joining me today are two fine, upstanding gentlemen. You know and love him because he is so much like one of those big murals painted on the side of a building. He's larger than life, a truly impressive creation, but honestly, he looks better the further away you get from him. (laughs) It's Scott Blakemore. And also with us in studio today, a guy who reminds me of one of those high-end items in the Sharper Edge catalog. He's cool, he's unique, he's way out of my league, but he sure is fun to dream about having in my home one day. What? It's my guy, Joe Krupper. What's happening, Joseph? Not a whole lot, but uh, I'm a little concerned about I'm in your dreams. No, he wants him in your home. I want <laughs> you in my home. You're, like you're, one of you're, you're, you're a little too, a little too high class for him. <laughs> that's right. He can't afford you. <laughs> oh, Chris cannot afford me. Okay, that's that is good to know. Guys, welcome. I have an email address for you. Okay, the email address is breakisready at gmail.com. We would love to get your emails. Just share with us your thoughts, your ideas, what you think of the show, etc. Miscellaneous. We would love to hear from you. But I do have a word of the day, guys, if you guys are ready for this. Ready. Lay it on me. So this is a word. you. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard this word before. And you may even know kind of what it means. But do you really know what it means? That's the question. So you guys ready? Mm-hmm. The word is zenith. Z-E-N-I-T-H. Zenith. What does that mean, Scott Blakemore? I would say zenith means pinnacle, top of the line, top of the mountain type thing. That's what I'm guessing. Something something like okay. at the very top, high end of something. Okay. Peak. I agree. I'm with you. So pretty top close. of my game. Pretty close. So Zenith refers to the strongest or most successful period of time for a person or a thing. Like if you're thinking music, I don't have an example of a person, but like if they release, let's say, you know, they were big in the mid 80s. Th- that was the Zenith of their career. Okay. Yeah. Michael so, uh, Jackson with Thriller. That was his Zenith. There we go. The Zenith Absolutely. of his career. So. I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, I tend to think of Zenith as the TV I had in my dorm room in college. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, the big 20-inch, big 20-inch <laughs> color TV tube with stereo speakers. Did Zenith make a color TV? I feel like oh. they were they were old school. They were old school, but uh, I don't think they make those anymore. But uh, yeah, that was the TV to have in college. So. I like that. Good. All right, Zenith. We can use that all day long. That's a great word. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Good. Joe. I like well, it. Good. I tried to, I tried to uh, think of words that aren't too... French. Or French. French, yeah. So this is good. Zenith sounds Greek. <laughs> Ooh. You know it yeah, does yeah. a little bit. Like Zeus, Zenith. I don't know where it came from, but that's okay. Um, I like the word. We'll Thank say, you, Joe, we'll for giving Greek. us something we can work with. <laughs> we have a couple days of the week to share. We have National One Hit Wonder Day. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. One hit wonder. I, I'd heard something, I mean it's a podcast. I don't remember where I listened to it. Said nine I think ninety three percent of artists are gonna have one hit. One hit wonder. The ones that are recurring that you hear all the time, like Taylor Swift and name them all. Eagles, yeah. Bob Dylan, you know, you pick any artist that you're very familiar with. Very rare for an artist to ever get to that level of production. True. Most artists are, are if they ever get a hit, it's usually one hit. So then, National One Hit Wonder Day. That would be at the zenith of their career when they actually put one of these, these hits out. You know, as I found it, uh, the definition of a one hit wonder is a band or an individual that has cracked the Billboard Top 40 just one time. Sure. So there's 
you know, you might have heard some bands would have or some individuals that have a few different different songs that you might have heard of, but we're talking What would be a good bands. example of that? I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Joe, I'm so I'm glad so- <laughs> you asked. Oh, no. I'm so glad you asked, Joe. And listen, I do I'm have some questions I, for you today. Okay, I'm sorry I asked. Right, and there's no retribution here today. This is on the honor <laughs> system. If you feel at the end of today you've answered enough questions to not do push-ups, that's fine. If you feel like you've just not hit the mark as high as you should have, we're going to have you determine how many push-ups you should do on your own. So how about that? You know, I'm liking this uh, strategy here, but I'm feeling like pretty good already about knowing enough answers here. So, (laughs) Oh, you you don't even know what I'm going to ask, but here it is. (laughs) Joe, I'm going to give you a couple artists, and I want you to name the song that they're most known for. These are one-hit wonder artists. What this did they record? Tough. This is going to yeah. be tough. So in nine, so in here, I, there's one little disclaimer I'll give you here. These are okay. all going to be some older artists, 20 plus years old, because you know somebody could come out with a hit today, and they can't be labeled a one-hit wonder because they still have a career. They still have a lot of years to potentially come up with another top 40 hit. So we're looking at songs that are 20 plus years old here. Yeah, my sweet spot's going to be in the in the early to mid late 90s, high school, college. That's going to be the sweet spot. So I'm hoping. Most of these are in that time frame. Here we go. Tony Basil in 1982 <laughs> came out with a one-hit wonder. It was huge. It really almost made MTV popular. What What did she sing, Joe? Tony Basil? That was a girl? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even know that, so... We have a clue for you. Oh, please. Give me a clue. Oh... Tell me you know this song, Joe. I definitely have heard that song before. Oh, it was... Da, 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 there you go. Name of, the, name of the song. Oh, man. She just said it. It's <laughs> called... It's Mickey. Called, it's called Mickey, oh, Joe. thank goodness, because I was afraid <laughs> of, the word wasn't even Mickey. It might be some, like, oh. Nicky or something you, like that. You, you know, the song's catchy. The song was fun. It but is. you know what made that song is MTV. This was one of the first, first songs that had a video. Really? And Tony what? was actually in a cheerleading costume, from what I remember. And it was just, it was fun to see this song come to life in that way. What so, year did that come out? 1982. Oh, okay. Wow. 1982. You must have said that. Here you go, Joe. 1984. Oh, boy. 1984. Twisted Sister. Oh, yeah. Came up with this, this hit. I think I know it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to take it. You're close. We ain't gonna take it. We're not gonna take it. There it is. <laughs> I don't know it, why I know it that. It's hard to think that Twisted Sister didn't have another song that was in the For top sure. 40. That is they big hair. They were big hair, man. Oh, they started. They started that heavy, not really even heavy metal. They kind of crossed over into what was more mainstream pop. But yeah, they had. They were the big they, hair. They had big hair. Right. Well, what a name is that? Twisted Sister. That's interesting. That's enough to make your parents say, no, Joe, you're not going to listen to them. I don't know what they're about, but Twisted Sister is not good. Okay, 1986, there was a group, I believe they're European. I don't know where they're from. You too. This was a great, great, and still is a great dance song. 12 million people listen to this song a month. A month. uh, By Soft Cell. Ready? As soon as we play it, you're going to know it. Oh, yeah. Tainted Love. Yes, way to go, buddy. That was good. You got to start singing the song in your head to really get. How many times do you hear that in just different (laughs) settings? That song, that that is, that's a great song. What was the group name? Soft Cell. Oh wow, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. You're gonna know this one, Joe. 
without much help at all. 1990. We're getting into your here we go. 1990s. Vanilla Ice. Oh yeah. Tell me what he came out with in 1990. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, ice, ice, baby. Let's kick it. Let's. There we go. There I we mean. Go. Didn't he rip that beat from another song though? Oh, I think I, that's there's a yeah, there's it the was whole, off of Queen. Yeah, that beat's yeah. off of Queen. Everything about him, I think, was fake. Although I think he came clean. <laughs> I think he's actually he's a good guy. Kind of, kind of, yeah, he's actually he's a good guy. He became a builder, dude, right? You saw the you saw, I mean, yeah. the Vanilla Ice I mean, project yeah. was. A, I enjoyed watching Vanilla Ice project. It was fun to show to watch. I am not going to lie. Every time I get ice from the fridge, that song is in my head practically. That's like, a class. Oh, that I love that song. Love that song. Great stuff. All right, Joe, this okay. is your walk-up music. This is your yep. anthem. <laughs> this, this is, is your anthem. theme from 1991 by Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy <laughs> for my love. Too sexy yep. for my love. Love's going to leave. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that. I remember when that one came out. What is it, Joe? Say it. I'm too sexy. Know. Yes, you are, yes, Joe. You are. you are too sexy. You know, I'm too sexy for this shirt, for this chair. Yes, you are. Those for headphones. This podcast. For those headphones. This, remember, podcast. Uh, uh, this video, I can remember him as he was saying that. Somebody ripped off his shirt. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my shirt. That was just the best. Before word of the day from now on, we need to play I'm too sexy for Joe. Absolutely. That's his, that's Absolutely. his intro music. All right, Joe, here we go. 1996. A worldwide phenomenon was born by Los Del Rio. Oh, look, go ahead. What was it? 1996. You want to you hear it? Yeah, please. We like it. So. Oh, Joe, you'll know this immediately. Macarena. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Who doesn't know that song from a wedding or something? Oh, right? it's everywhere. Hey, Macarena. There was nobody in 1996 that wasn't doing that. All right, here we go. Last one, Joe. Last one from the year 2000. By the Baja Men. Baja Men. I do not know this. Oh, you will know this, Joe. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Every time our dogs got loose out of the house, that song would be blaring in my brain. Uh, The name of that song, of course, is Who Let the Dogs Out. There you go, Joe. You got it. 100%. 100%. I, I'd say so. 100%. With a few hints. But yeah, one hit wonders. They're some That's, of the best songs. Some of the best songs. Came Those by guys, yep. women who just kind of captured lightning in a bottle. And they did. we haven't heard from them since. Nope. It's, you know, and that, that, I would imagine that's tough, quite honestly, to have a hit like that and then never to be able to produce something else that actually caught on. You know, that, would be, that would be tough. We have National Comic Book Day. Were you ever into comic books? I never was. Never have been. No. No. You never were a comic book guy? No. Nope. But you're a Marvel guy. No, aren't you? No, not no, so he, much. You're he's not, not a superhero. A, I, I know he's not yeah. a superhero. Are you guy. a superhero guy? Mm, I, I watch them. I enjoy them. They're entertaining. But I never was really into comic books. Yeah, I, that's funny because I wasn't either. I never got. I never got it. Well, I do have a little something about comic books, Joe. Oh, um, you know some of these books. If you can keep them pretty pristine, take oh. care of them. Worth keep, a lot of money. Yeah, you keep the... I, I don't totally get this, but you know, you don't have little dog-eared edges or the little wrinkles on the side, and even like the binding, if it stays almost unused, these things are super valuable. So I wonder if you know, what is the most expensive comic book ever sold? And this obviously would be a... We're talking like a retail or a resale, current yeah. value. Yeah, yeah. What's the most expensive comic I book? I feel like this is a the, maybe the first comic book that had superman in it 
I was going to say, does he have a multiple choice, or does he just have to guess it? We're just going okay. Superman's going okay. first comic book, his debut. Do you have a guess, Scott? I was going to guess Superman as well. Yeah, that's really good. Superman number one. Oh, there we yeah, go. Superman number one, published in 1939 oh, by DC wow. Comics. So Superman before this was in some other comic books, but he was kind okay. of a secondary or his a, first solo a co-character. Comic but book. yeah, this is his Sounds own close. comic book. Originally sold for 10 cents in 1939, sold recently in a private sale for $5.3 million. And I saw a picture of this comic book, and I don't know how you keep anything. I don't know how you keep anything this good looking from 1939. It looked like it had just rolled off the press. I'm guessing that person never had kids or pets. (laughs) Apparently. Wouldn't you like to know? Because there weren't the ways of preserving things back at that time. I right. wonder if they just stuck it in the bottom of a chest somewhere and forgot, forgot about, about it. it. Yeah. And somehow it was just preserved over all those wow. years. Good for so them. It's a good investment. We have National No Excuses Day. No hmm. excuses. No excuses. I always have an excuse. <laughs> What's your best excuse? Oh, man. The dog ate it. I don't know. <laughs> Deion Sanders, right, with the Colorado Buffaloes on the wall. It's always no excuses, no explanations. And that's the kind of level he's bringing the standard he's bringing to his crew. Yeah. Yeah, no excuses. Right. You can always find a reason to not do something. Whatever context you're in, you can always say there's, I've got this going on. But the truth is you just need to buck up and do, do it. it. But I, man, I forgot my wallet. Right. Did you ever, have you ever used that one? I did go on a date one time. And at the end of the date, realized I did not have my wallet. You legit, so it wasn't an excuse. It was legit, this was a real deal. Legit excuse. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't the first date. But it wasn't the last, but it was close to last. <laughs> that probably <laughs> that was probably a long time ago. It. it was a long time ago. So how did you pay the bill? Uh, she paid for me. It was great. I, hey, I've got a couple questions for you both. How okay. about we do this? Sure. Okay. Here's a couple. I've got some celebrity excuses. Okay. And I, I'm curious to know if you would know these excuses. Okay. Vinny Testaverde. He was a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Absolutely. back in the day. He had 35 interceptions his rookie year. Ooh. What excuse did he give for doing that? Wow, what excuse. I'm going to guess bad receivers. I'm going to say the humidity in, in Tampa Bay. Mm, that, that probably would have been even a better one than what he gave. He said he was colorblind. <laughs> oh, my word. Vinny Testaverde was colorblind. Oh, my goodness. And there you go. Lindsay Lohan was found with cocaine on her. What was her excuse? She said it wasn't hers. What was her excuse? It, her excuse was somebody planted it on her. She said, these are not my pants. Apparently, she said she borrowed a friend's pants and the cocaine was found there. So it was her friend's cocaine. Okay. In 2001, Winona Ryder was caught shoplifting over $5,000 worth of high-end merchandise from a department store. What was her excuse for doing that? Uh, She thought they were free. She grabbed the wrong bag. In reality, she said, I am just rehearsing for a role that's coming up where I'm actually portraying a kleptomaniac. Oh, my word. nobody, Nobody bought that. We have National Drink Beer Day, which I don't know if you need a national day to drink beer, but but they have a National Drink Beer Day. Actually, International Beer Day is in August. International Beer Day. International Beer Day is in August. I didn't know if you know this about National Drink Beer Day. Guinness Book of World Records was conceived by Hugh Beaver, who at the time was the executive director of Guinness Brewing Company. All right. So Guinness, you're familiar with Guinness Beer? Sure. Sure. All right. He came up with the idea of creating an authoritative source for pub owners 
to use to settle disputes amongst pub drinkers for random phenomena. So Guinness, the brewing company, actually created Guinness Book of World Records. Correct. I had no idea on that. Fun. I didn't even know they were related. They were related. That's interesting. Because you can guess, as people are drinking beer, there's some huh. tempers might flare, and I think you're wrong, yeah. and I think I'm right. So you need authoritative no way. something to re- reference to say, here's who's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Love it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Very beautiful. cool. I like that. National Coffee Day and National Starbucks Day, mm. which happened on the same day, actually. Ironic. Yeah, ironic. <laughs> so at least Starbucks... Made the most of it, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have National Coffee Day and National Starbucks Day. Yeah, I found something that I thought was interesting, kind of coming up, we're coming up to Halloween here, right? So it's turning fall here in Michigan and you start to feel, you know, Halloween coming up. There's a company called Bones Coffee. And on the front of their packaging, they use a skeleton and skulls. And it kind of feels like it's it's colorful. It's not real morbid, but it's kind of colorful, kind of like the... Uh, it's called the uh, Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead in Hispanic culture. You know, it's this colorful, almost happy celebration of death, but they have these skeletons. So that's kind of what the packaging looks like. But they have these crazy flavors. And I'm I'm not necessarily a coffee guy, but I'm not sure I could. Maybe these would appeal to you. To Being some Mexican, I'm guessing it's going to be like ghost pepper coffee or no, something. No, no, it's it's even better. But it, it, the... <laughs> idea of matching or pairing some of these with coffee is kind of weird. So they have pumpkin spice, of course. Of course. Right? Everything's pumpkin spice. Shocking. Crispy marshmallow treat. Ooh. Coffee. Treat. We're talking coffee here. Hmm. I would try that. Berry cotton candy. Mint chocolate chip. Ice cream flavored coffee. I am all over that. What brand is really? this? I'm getting that. It's called Bones okay. Coffee. So, so you, you've got mint, a little bit of chocolate, okay. and then I suppose the ice cream would just be kind of a cream... These get a little weird for coffee, fruity cereal, juicy peaches and cream, jelly donut, French toast, and of course, of course, there's bacon flavored coffee. Uh, that would be interesting to try. Right. I we think could, they, we could try that. They said that's a little mapley. It has a maple maple flavor and you can still taste some hints of the bacon there too. So so there you go. Bones coffee. Felt kind of hollow, Halloween-ish. I'm, I'm very intrigued by those flavors. I think I want to try it. You're a coffee guy, Joe. I'm a coffee guy are, with lots of sugar and cream or you, flavored creamer. Are you a Starbucks guy? I mean, I like Starbucks. I'm not particular about which kind of coffee it is, which brand, but there are particular places that have a better like latte, you know, with the sweeteners and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. For as long as the Starbucks has been around, I mean, I, I would still say it's in its zenith of its corporation. Don't you think? I mean, the it's zenith. Still, that's right. It's still the top dog. Yeah, they're growing. It's still growing. I mean, they're. Huge. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. I have a quote for you. Let's go, you, baby. I want to share this quote with you. <laughs> what do you got? But it's gonna we're gonna tie this into a little bit of history as well. I love it. I love okay. history. This kind of relates to the no excuses day. Okay. Show me a good loser, and I will show you a loser. Mm. I like that. Show me a good loser, and I will show you a that's, loser. That's why you play to win the game. Play to win the game. Yes, that's a tough one. It's kind of harsh, but it is. there is some element of truth to it. You're asking who said that? Who said that? <laughs> you know what? It, it honestly sounds like President Trump. <laughs> that's true. A loser. <laughs> I'm going to say Bill Parcells. Of course, he's a longtime football coach. Yeah, yep. or mm-hmm. it could be Bill Belichick. But... No, I'm, going, I'm going President Trump. Okay. No. Okay. And it's not Mark Twain. <laughs> he played Ronald football. Reagan. He played football in college, but got arrested and was kicked off the team. He then went on to Yale School of Drama, 
before moving to New York to be an actor. What actor would say that? That could could have played football back in the day. It's not Ronald Reagan. It is not Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That's your guess. He was an actor. <laughs> he was an actor. He was an athlete. But it was not Ronald Reagan. Okay. Joe? I'm going to say Matt Damon. It's not Matt Damon. <laughs> it's not a bad guess, though. <laughs> That's kind of bad. <laughs> he served in the U.S. Navy Air Corps as a radio operator because he was colorblind and he couldn't be cleared to fly. And we know it's not Vinny Testaverde <laughs> being he, colorblind. You didn't say what year, right? I did not say okay. what year. Okay. Make sure I didn't miss that. Man, Scott, you come up with some tough this, stuff here. The next two is going to give you a much better idea. I tried to give you a few tough ones. Yeah, so the tough ones. I like that. The intrigue. Was he in politics? He was not. Okay. That, that he had some point. enemies in politics, actually. Ooh. Enemies in politics. He had some people who really did not like him, and he did not like... And I being mean, an actor, you can kind of guess that they were President conservatives Trump. that he didn't like. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. Let me give you another one. This this is going to give you a good... This is a good clue. Okay. Joe might get... This might give Joe... might tip it to where yeah. he would know. He was part of the winning team for the 1995 Daytona 24-hour endurance race. Wow, this is unbelievable. And it's not Could Tom you... Cruise. <laughs> Days of Thunder. <laughs> he Did was you... part of the winning team for the 1995 Daytona 24-hour endurance right. race. So we've got a smart guy who was an actor. Who was in the military. Drives cars, who was in the military. I mean, wow. this guy is an unbelievable in... stud. Mm, you know, I'm going to say Kyle Petty. Not Cal Petty. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> this, this is, you should be able to get it from this. Was the voice of Doc Hudson in the Pixar movie Cars. Oh. I can picture the voice. Is it, it's not a wall trip, is it? Mm-mm. He was the other guy. This guy was um, very, I don't know if prolific yeah, is the right word. He was in a lot of movies. Once I give you the list of the movies he's in, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know who this is. Okay, don't tell me yet. Do you know the voice we're talking about? I can't hear it in my head, but I know listen the car. Here. Listen here, kid. Yeah. Wow, this is so tough. This is the toughest one you've ever had. I'm going to give you the last one, and okay. you're going to know exactly who this is. Mm. Some of his movies were The Hustler, Cool Hand Luke, Slapshot, Fat Man, and Little Boy. Never what? seen any of those. <laughs> you never seen any of those? <laughs> he is. He is the stereotypical male. Do you know who it is? Yeah, 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 I do. He was Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise. He was. Paul Newman. Paul Newman has his own salad dressing. Paul oh, Newman. Oh, that he Paul was, Newman. He was born in 1925, and he died this week in 2008, 15 years ago. Okay. Paul Newman I only know from the salad dressing, so. Interesting thing about the salad dressing. Can I just share a quick tidbit about the salad sure. dressing? 1980s. He would make this salad dressing and he would give it to his friends as a gift. Apparently, Martha Stewart lived in his neighborhood and she was a caterer at that time. Came across his dressing, liked it, and she said, Hey, can we take this dressing and put your name on it and sell it? But in the 1980s, actors didn't do that. Today, they put their, their image on everything athletes, actors. In the early 80s, that was not common. So he said, Sure. So he came up with this salad dressing and they put it in grocery stores and it grew. And then it, it branched into other things. I think he has Newman's own spaghetti sauce and a few other things. He said, this company will donate everything it makes to charity. 
as of 2015, I couldn't find a more recent thing. His company, Newman's Own, has donated $430 million to charitable causes. Wow, that's super cool. Isn't that cool? That's Since amazing. 1980. I remember yeah. when the commercials first came out for that salad dressing in the 80s. And I don't know why I remember that, but I do remember thinking Paul Newman's salad dressing. Because they made a big deal about it being his name, which yeah. I didn't know who it was. But yeah. I was the same way. I thought it was weird because I knew him as an actor. And I thought, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get the connection. And never did until now. That's interesting. That's, that's very yeah. cool. And and really, that guy, he, unbelievable. Unbelievable that he did all those things. I am shocked at that. He started racing late in life yeah. and got into racing. And he said he hated talking about his movies, but if you wanted to talk to him in public about racing, he'd love to talk about it. He found it much more interesting. He started as an amateur racer, worked his way up, and then in 1995, uh, he raced. And I think he was over 70 when he did it. I wow. mean, or around 70, which is amazing. Racing is a very demanding sport, and he did it in 1995. You know so what? there you go, Paul I just, Newman. I just recently discovered his movies, which sounds crazy. I really had no interest when I was a kid, but now more recently, I've watched some Paul Newman movies. The one that I think it, it really is a great movie, yeah, and you have to know a movie for its era, and you have to recognize that it's not a today movie, but Cool Hand Luke was really a fun movie to watch. And I can see how people would have really been all about Paul Newman at that time. Most of Paul Newman's movie career was before we were born, really, right. for the most part. We didn't, you know, he was born in 1925. But yeah, fun. Makes me want to go to the grocery store and buy dressing from now on. I may be looking at Paul Newman's dressing a little bit more. I agree. I might try I that. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had it, but I, I think I might try it. Well, guys, this is the show. Thanks for listening, folks. And just remember, until next time, be curious, be bold, and be yourself. We'll be back in a week. If it's important, if it's a priority, just do it. As Yoda said, do or don't do. There is, said, no, there is no try. I think he said do or do not. Oh, there is no try. Shoot. But it's close. <laughs> I don't want to be the uh, Star Wars police. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe would know. Joe would know. We know Joe would know. So do or don't do. Or no, do, do or do not. No, say it again. Do, shoot. Do or do not. There is no try. Is that your best Yoda? No, I could do better, but let's, I didn't want to really go into let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, man. Okay. Do or do not. There is no try. That's, That's better. <laughs> Your That's first awesome. one sounded like it could have been, I don't know. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs>